Good morning to everybody on this beautiful Sunday, 17th of May. And yes, as you know, um, the weeks are moving on and we are filled with hope that change will slowly come. Um, we've had a very big change, but they say that there's only one thing that you guaranteed in life, and that is change. Well, we had a big change, but um, we thank the good Lord that more change is on its way, and that will be level 4 to 3, 3 to 2, finally back to normal. But let us pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you that you build us and, and encourage us and strengthen us. And Lord, I pray that this morning you will speak to all of our hearts, and in it all, we will be able to receive from you a word that will be a building block once again in our lives. Father, we just pray that whoever's watching will be strengthened and have a miracle in their hearts beyond what they even thought. All glory, all praise, and all honor be to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to just speak on, we are probably guaranteed of the change of moving from level four to three down to level two. And we're excited about that. But as we experience those changes, there's been some very strong statements that said certain parts of life as we know it will never be the same again. I had a meeting with um, our senior leaders and on, 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 on the Zoom. And what we discussed is, you know that we have no mentors or leaders or fathers or mature people to guide us through what is on its way for us because no one's been here before. But we do have the good Lord, our Father. You know, some people can start a new business or can go through a liquidation or they can have a new marriage. And all over there's mentors and fathers who can help. But in this case, there's not. Who can tell us how it's going to be in six months' time? And something that we need to understand as a church is that we're going to have to have something, a very powerful word. Last, last week with Mother's Day, we spoke about encourage. To encourage. This week we're speaking about moving from encourage to courage. Connected words, but totally different. And I pray that today you will Receive something different from the word of the Lord. The church will have to enter a new place of courage. Because we won't do what we call church the same anymore. It will change, probably forever. But the church, the body of Christ, the living believers, those who are called out will have to have new levels of courage. And today we want to speak about that. You will see on the first pick on the screen, beautiful little picture of men standing on blocks. Some are standing on blocks called fear. Some or one is standing on the blocks called courage. And I, I just like this little pick because courage will take you further in life than fear. No matter how you manipulate the blocks of fear, 
to reach great heights, to use fear to accomplish. Courage is going to take you further than fear. I want to start, and we'll see the connection of the verses as we progress. I'd like to start out of the word of God in 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. And I want to see, I want us to see the connection and the emphasis God's bringing. 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. If you have your Bibles, you can look and read with. It says, Little children, we must not love, agape love, little children, we must not love with word or speech. Now, I do, I do tell my wife a lot I love her with word and speech. But yeah, yeah, the writer is saying, little children, we must not love with word or speech, but with truth and action. And I want to just bring in encourage and courage together. I can encourage quite powerfully with word and speech. But to do truth and action takes courage. I can send a WhatsApp and a message, and we've told each other to do that in this lockdown time. I can send a video clip telling you, oh, I love you, and I think you're amazing, and everything. But that's words and speech. But to convert that, and that's what will happen when we shift from level four, three, two, one. We won't have to just send the encouragements to each other, but we'll have to start to live out love through truth and action. But yeah, me, my friends, that's going to take courage. Have you got the courage, and we'll explain courage now, to do something you don't normally do? Something you can't have an escape route through a mobile phone. Something that you've got to tackle with truth and action. And that's where so many people have spoke on. The church, we've had prophetic words from Sweden or Switzerland. We've had prophetic words from Central Africa. We've had prophetic words from Zambia. We've had prophetic words from in South Africa. We've had prophetic words from different cultural people who are Christians. Black, Indian, white people prophesying different. They don't know each other. That great outbreak of revival is coming to South Africa. And our first thought of revival is you think of a church service with music and altar calls and people running forward. But if our whole system changes, the prophetic word hasn't changed. People said revival is coming. It's guaranteed. God said revival's coming. How's it going to happen? We're going to have to have courage to help facilitate this move of God outside of our comfort zones. That will take courage. I'd like to just share on, on, on action or truth and action. Truth is the opposite. This is very, very important. Truth. We need to love each other with truth. Truth is the opposite of illusions. The explanation of truth. It's the opposite of illusions. And action is just carrying out a task. Remember something about courage this morning. I can teach you 
to encourage people. I've had feedback about our YouTube videos. And people are saying, and it was encouragement. We can do different things with lighting and, and the volume and, and the this and the that. And I can teach people, I can teach you how to encourage people with the WhatsApp and the stuff. But I don't know if I can exactly teach you to have courage. Something that's got to develop inside you. And courage is not derived from the word encourage. Encourage is derived from the word courage. The base word, the strongest word is courage. If I'm encouraging someone, doesn't mean I've got courage. <laughs> That's quite scary. And God says, I want to build a church full of courage. Courage is the following. Courage is the ability to do things which you find frightening. That's courage. Courage is the ability to do things which you find frightening. What do you find frightening at the moment in your life? What is for you a groot uitdaging, a challenge? It's going to take courage, not encouragement. Someone can cheer you on from the side. Go for it, go for it. But if you don't have courage in your heart, you're not going to get it right. It's not going to work. So we're going to speak about having true courage developed. Courage is a confident character who does not allow fear to rule his or her life. It's a confident character. Courage is not about muscles. Courage is not about power. Courage is about an inner characteristic, but it's best developed. Yeah, this courage is developed in and by truth. Let's just take the example of love. If I have to challenge you today and say to you, how many times the Bible speaks about love? It speaks about love between 514 and 810 times. Verses like, oh, nothing to anyone except love. It's interesting. Let all that you do be do, done in love. This is not going to be on the screen. It's just verses. Through love, serve each other. Walk in love. Let love abound. Let love increase. And all of that is big challenges. And love is like um, broccoli. I really like broccoli, but don't ask me to eat it. I've had so many people who say, I'm so tired of this thing of love, love, love. You know what? You fear. You don't have courage to do what's told 815 times in the word. To love someone who's different to you, with a different character. To love someone of a different race group. To love someone that doesn't think the same as you. It's going to take courage because it says we need to love not in speech and word, but we need to love in what? In truth and action. This lockdown has stirred a lot, but it has to unfold into an action. Will you cross those barriers that you're frightened of? When this is all over, will you get out of that comfort zone? Because how's the church going to ever respond positively when the changes come? If we're not going to have courage. We're mastering encouragement through the lockdown. 
We're not mastering courage. And I know we need to master encouragement. It's very important. Praise God when people phone and say, How are you and Kareen Allen? Are you guys all right? Have you killed each other yet? No, we're still alive. It's okay. That's encouragement. And a verse and an SMS and a Bible sticky. But that's going to change. And that word was derived from courage. And courage is what God wants to build. Truth. What truth? John 14 verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. I am the way. I am the total opposite of illusions. I am the truth. And so it's this truth that will build the courage that we desperately need. That's why we've been prompting and encouraging you guys and ourselves to use this time in May to get into the word, get into the truth, build yourself. Build blocks that will finally release courage in you and not blocks of just encouragement strength. Sounds like a hard word, but I'm going to put up another pick. And the second pick is going to be, picture on the screen says the following. And please hear this, my brothers, my Afrikaans, and it's a friend of in Afrikaans. Hoor mooi wat ek sê. It says, it is easy to be brave at a safe distance. It is easy to be brave at a safe distance. It is makkelijk om braaf te wees van a veilige afstand. It is makkelijk om te sê, nee, ek het daar ons lief, maar moet my net nie vraag om na by hulle te gaan nie. We can't live like that any longer. We're going to have to be people who are really brave. People who don't just encourage from a safe distance, but who have courage to say, I don't mind. I'm going to do what God, the truth, wants me to do. This morning, I'll share, and um, I trust that some of the stuff I say that might not suit you, you will at least take and meditate and work through with the Lord this morning. Is that a deal? It's my job. I want to, I want to, um, I want to just encourage you this morning on the enemies of courage building. And these enemies are so deceptive that they creep in and you don't often even know that. This lockdown has revealed many enemies of courage. And I'll explain it now. Because I live in a world, I'm not as good as our young people with all the social media, but I live in a world of messages, clips. I'm going to start on the three circles, and I want to start on the inner circle of the greatest courage builder, and quickly after that inner one, it just fizzles out. Of what people think will build their courage, but it won't build your courage. The first one we've touched on and we've said is truth. The second that is going to not build, it's going to influence you, but it's not going to build your courage. The second one is interpretations. The third is the most foolish one, is presumptions. Interpretations and presumptions don't build spiritual courage. Truth does. 
I'll start with truth and the heart of Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. Paul says the following, But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds will be or can be corrupted from the simplicity of serving Christ or simplicity that is in Christ. I just want to say something. Truth is the opposite of illusions. Simplicity. He said so. Paul, that's the word of God. I don't want you corrupted from the simplicity. I don't want you corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. There's a simplicity in Christ. The truth. Christ is the truth. There's a simplicity that Paul says, I don't want you to be corrupted from this because I know that eventually it will deceive you. Simplicity is not overcomplicating things. Don't have needless complexities. That is the enemy of simplicity. Overcomplicating stuff. And when we bring Christ into our lives and we start growing in Christ and we want to walk with the Lord and we allow an opposite of simplicity, we allow all the complexities to start filling us, we lose simplicity and, and absolutely needless complexities start filling our minds. And guess what the result will be? I've seen it. We've counseled people. We counsel people. The complexities don't result in courage. They result in fear. And that first pick said fear will not take you as high as true courage. Complexities are necessary. The enemies of simplicity build fear. They don't build courage. A child who trusts their father a little girl, toddler, who trusts her daddy, has such a simple faith in her dad. She doesn't reason the complexities and the possibilities of the bigger situation. And God wants us to be children who trust him and have our courage built. If I come to the point of an uh, interpretation, I want to explain something to you that's very powerful. Now, hold on. I want you to still love me after this one. Is that a deal? I still want you to pray for me with joy. Because this will challenge a few people. Interpretation is an opinion or an explanation of something. And one of the biggest doing the rounds today is the opinions and explanations of end times in correlation or woven into the coronavirus. I was chatting to a friend of mine the other day the owner of a business, and he was saying, can you remember a few years ago when the barcodes came out? And the barcodes had three longer lines and all the other lines were short. And that was the 666, and we're all going to get a barcode yeah, and a barcode yeah. Well, no one's talking about barcodes now. Then it was Y2K. Then it popped up lately, 5G. And I've heard pastors 
angry at people who don't want to listen to them because it's not going to be a thing injected this big. It's going to be the size of a blood cell and it's going to control your whole life and it's interpretations. And you know what's the result of it? It's exactly opposite to simplicity in it's bringing confusion. It's bringing fear into people's lives. I've had people sitting here fearing what they're going to do if this stuff comes upon them. And what I spoke last week, I said is, Use one day as a lifetime and live it to the full. And the people are not living a lifetime to the full. They're living in fear of tomorrow and in five years' time. And are they going to do this? And what all is taking place in the world? And their life has moved from simplicity in Christ to complexity, needless complexity, complicating stuff, not understanding 666, Antichrist, beast, using terminology, interlinking, talking about the Antichrist in Revelation. And Antichrist is never mentioned in Revelation. You can go and read the book of Revelation. You won't find one verse with Antichrist in. It talks about the beast. Yes, it's the same interpretation. I'm not arguing about that. I'm saying it's building fear. It must be a book of encouragement that God's going to build us and take us and still use us. But again, as I finish off, I don't know what you want to use to build your courage to face the future. I'm not going to build. I've had so many videos sent to me from different parts of the world teaching on the same subject but differing. It's interesting. I've got a video that explained the whole danger of all of this stuff and then says, but don't worry, you're going to go before it all happens. Well, then why tell me about all the danger? Tell me to love the Lord and be strengthened to go to be with Jesus when he comes. Is he going to take me up in the clouds or will I have to face those challenges? I'm going to do day at a time. So I'll be stronger in the Lord and have courage in the simplicity that I'll face what is coming. I can't be filled with fear. Yeah, but you can't deny that. You've got to. This is part of, it's a Christian's biggest problem. They don't know about this. Well, when I listen, I find very few people agreeing. So I'm agreeing on the basic truth, on the simplicity of Christ. And I know in my spirit, when God says, you mustn't do that because that's a wrong spirit. And then we get the worst to try and build courage. Is called presumption, and I'm not going to get into spiritual presumption as much, but I'll just touch on presumption as an example. Terrible presumption as an example. All rich people get their money from criminal activities. Really? How do you know where wealthy people get their wealth from? All pastors are in the gospel preaching to get rich. I've sat with people who say that. Really? Oh, pastors go into the ministry because they can't have a job in society. That's called presumption. That's not even an interpretation. That's one of the most dangerous statements we can. And what we do is we fill ourselves with information on interpretations and presumptions and we lack the building in simplicity and truth. And therefore, your courage stays small. And even though you have all this information, you're fearing every movement of funny stuff around you. But the Bible says he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. He hasn't given us that spirit of fear. 
And we need to not walk with that as a permanent fixture in our lives. We need to walk with a spirit of courage. The Bible says you must not answer a fool according to his folly. I want you to know. Please don't expect great responses from people who are pushing through with truth to grow. Don't expect great answers from them around interpretations and presumptions. Because I'm not going to give those answers. I have what I believe, but I'm not going to sow seed that builds fear. As we start to round off, I want to encourage you today. Don't fill yourself with number two and three. Don't fill yourself with interpretations. Every second person is sending out stuff of what's happening. And people are already arguing. Christians are arguing with each other about what's right on the interpretation. Don't let your mind be deceived by the craftiness of the serpent. Let your mind be filled with the simplicity of truth of Christ. Because in that you'll have courage beyond explanation. Encouragement is what's going to push you through. I'd like to just show you the last pick on the screen. And this pick is beautiful. It says, true courage is contagious. That's what the church needs. When a brave man takes a stand, the spines of others are stiffened. When a brave man, a man of courage, takes a stand, it affects those around him. Are you courageous? Or are you just sowing fear and stuff to people? I can't walk with you. I want to be courageous in the Lord. I always tell the story when I was in the army. We were going into quite a serious war situation. And my old sergeant major had a big cigar. He was a German. He took his cigar and he was smoking it. We were all young boys, about 17 around him. Sitting around him the night before and he took his cigar and he blew smoke in there and he said... Boys, soldiering is a serious business. Never forget that. Oh, uncle. <laughs> but you know what? True gospel is a serious business. It's going to take people of courage, not people just packed with interpretations and spilling out fear and posting stuff all over. It's going to take people of courage to become the army of the Lord that doesn't mix with civilian affairs, as the Bible says. And we're in the world, we're not of the world, but we're going to stand up, we're going to do what God calls us to do. How are we going to do it? We don't know yet. It's so biblical, as the armies of Israel didn't know how they'd take that city or take that nation. They didn't know how they're going to do it, but yet God, with those who were infused with the courage of the Lord, Gideon, Joshua, all of these guys, as they stood up with that power of the Lord, they accomplished great things by God, not by what's up in Gobru, Reksamyo, but to say, act Courage is contagious. So what is contagious? I'm going to end with just, 
just three parts of courage that I'd like you to, to write down if you're taking notes. I want you to develop courage to not give up. Number one. Courage to not give up. Give up what, pastor? Anything. Your walk with God. Your marriage. Your, your relationships. I want you to have courage to not give up. I've run a few ultramarathons. I've given up a few as well. It's not a nice feeling. In English they call it you bail. The one was quite humorous. My brother-in-law, myself, I ran many, many Loscorp marathons, 50 kilos. Many, many marathons. I think 10. And the ones we were 8 kilos from the end. <clears throat> and it's quite a joke with me and my brother-in-law, Paul. We'd run 42 kilometers. We'd done the worst of the course. And we chatted ourselves out of finishing because we said, we've done so many, we don't have to do this again. Why must we do this? And we, we negatively, we, we just, we talked ourselves to get into the bus and go to the end. Ugh, we don't need another medal. We don't need to complete this task. Today, we sit around a fire and a bride and we laugh about it. But you know what? At a time, we each had the courage to finish it. But we chatted ourselves out. I don't want you to chat me into fear, into negativity. I want the courage to last in my simplicity and to finish my race. I don't want to give up in, in, in what I'm called to do. I don't want to give up in my marriage. I don't want to give up serving the Lord. I don't want to give up trusting God in simplicity. I want courage to do the, number two, the right thing regardless. I want courage to do the right thing. Even if I've got a bite on my teeth, I'm going to do the right thing. Have you got courage to say sorry when you were wrong? Have you got courage to be the least in a group or a crowd? It takes courage. The church is going to develop courage. And then the last, but not the least. Have you got courage to start what you know you need to do? Have you got courage to start? Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to start. I've got homework for you. I want you to read Numbers chapter 13. And I want you to read Joshua chapter 1. Numbers 13, where the spies went out. Full of hope. Promised land. And how 10 of the 12 chatted themselves out. With interpretations and presumptions interpretations, the land's so big and the giants are so strong. Presumptions, oh, they're calling us locusts and they just, and they just filled themselves with number two and three. But Joshua and Caleb kept number one, truth. God said it, we can do it. And you know what? They were snubbed when there's one verse in Numbers 13 where Caleb and them stand up and say, but we can do it. And the guys say, yeah, but is it, yeah, but is this. And you know what? Number two and three will not let you take the promises God has for you. Number one is going to let you go for it. I finish off. Please read Joshua 1 and Numbers 13. I finish off a verse for post-corona. Joshua 1 verse 9. And it says it four times, I think, in Joshua 1. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. In other words, be strong and have the ability to do the things 
that you know are frightening. Be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid or dismayed. He has the punchline. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go, even into level 3, 2, 1, back. The Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go into this new life after lockdown. May God's blessing be on his word today. As we close off in prayer, have a wonderful day. Father, thank you for this beautiful day of encouragement from you that we will start to build courage. We have so many examples and above all, Jesus, you the truth are the greatest builder through your word of true courage. We commit our lives to you today again. Please forgive us for thoughts of giving up. Give us the courage to do the right things and help us all to start what we know we have to do. Help us all to go beyond just words and speech, but to enter a place of truth and action because we love you and it's to your glory. And we thank you, Father. Strengthen everyone who hears and may you be glorified in Jesus' precious name. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Until next week, tot ziens. <laughs>